You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. This is East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first-round draft pick Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on The Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage. Welcome in to Pirate Basketball Overtime right here on the Sports Objective. Pirates get a big one tonight. A big win, 85-84 to over Kennesaw State. What a game, a heavyweight fight. Uh, we're talking about the whole MTE, and that's the holiday, the Town Bank Holiday Classic. Uh, with us right now, all the way from China Grove, Bubba Rosenbaum. What's up, man? Heck of a night to be a Pirate. Uh, you know, what a shot by Bobby Pettiford. Uh, you know, I guess like a... Put there on the screen around around a fifty five footer, but yeah. uh, well beyond half court, and uh, you know, it looked like we were going to potentially lose a heartbreaker, but we found a way to get it done. Obviously, like Coach Schwartz said in the post game, um, we know that it was a uh, you know very fortunate um, type of shot, but uh, you know, hats off to the guys for continuing to play. Uh, when Kennesaw State took that 84-82 lead there with just, uh, what, two and a half seconds left. Yeah, 2.7 seconds. And we'll bring in now Kyle from LaGrange Barber. I heard you scream all the way from LaGrange. Uh, in yeah, Wiles and I, actually, you, you did. I, you probably did. I actually hurt my hernia um, when I did. I'm not kidding you. Um, so I don't know. But, no, it was uh, it was unbelievable. Um, we were talking about before the show uh, – you know, we've made a lot of last-second shots, a lot of last-second threes, but none of us can think of a of a half-court or, you know, that kind of beyond-half-court um, shot to win a game, the Hail Mary at the end. Um, we've had a habit against us, but we can't remember hitting it ourselves. You know, like I said, a lot of last-second wins and threes, but the first time I can remember us doing that. Um, if somebody remembers differently in the comment section, uh, put it, because um, – I was trying to see what there maybe was a game in the 90s. I'm not thinking over that we couldn't think of. But anyway, yeah, exciting win. Unbelievable shot by Bobby Pettiford Jr. And um, to me, it's a huge win because you lose three in a, you lose three of your last four. You lose um, two in the holiday tournament. And suddenly it, it changes everything around. Now you've won two in a row. You, you, right. you took two out of three of the holiday tournament. You're four and two on the year instead of three and three. And, you know, now you feel like you can go to George Mason. And if you can pull off the upset at George Mason, then you kind of are where you thought you were going to be because I think most people would have expected us to have ran through, you know, be undefeated at this point or maybe have one loss one and loss, yeah. then maybe lose to Mason. So, to me, if you can go up to George Mason now, you can get a win back kind of if that makes any sense. Yeah, and uh, you're right about that. The, it's amazing how one shot – is a difference between that. That's a, that I hadn't thought about that three and three versus four and two. I knew the record wise, but that really razor thin, right, Bubba? I mean, it was, uh, and this game tonight was uh, very, uh, I think, char- characteristic of the head coach, Mike Swartz. You know, he's uh, tough, he's uh, working really hard with these guys, and Never give up, and you know anything about basketball? Um, it come. I told my buddy, my colleague sitting with me. I said it's going to come tonight. It's going to come down to the last shot. I didn't know it was going to be anything like that. Um, not saying that, but man, when he put that thing up, I was like, it looks good. It looks good. When that thing went in, oh man, that was pandemonium. Pandemonium. Um, I didn't see Diane Pons on the on the court. I thought she'd be on the court. Uh, celebrating that we talked about that. You, you know, you, you're just glad it happened. But God, if it would have been a normal night, not you know the, the last day of a holiday tournament, six o'clock tip off with no students there hardly because they all left for Thanksgiving. 
you know, that, that place would have been, you know, twice as electric. By the way, uh, great point. I, I want to ask you guys this, and then we'll talk about the basketball game. But I had an atmosphere question for both of you. You guys, uh, and Bubba was with me on Sunday. I know that pr- probably people would say it's not fair for, you know, the people that are up in the upper deck to sit in the um, in the seats, you know, where they're already purchased. However, I would like to see it do, um, Bubba, I was thinking about you when we went a couple years ago that Charlotte game and we bought tickets on the bleachers on that side. That's now the seats, but I wish they would do something like that because the, uh, that would have made that whole lower bowl like really, really loud. You, you mean if the seats aren't filled by halftime? Oh, oh, with the student area, uh, br- yeah. bring when, when this, uh, when the students aren't going to be there, right. Allow, um, yeah, I mean, why not? They do that for Christmas. I was just saying, since we had the MTE, I'm not being critical because they did a good job with the tournament. Um, but it, it, we had people that, in other words, um, there might have been some that would have still been on the upper bowl. But that lower bowl, if you had the whole lower bowl full, um, it is really loud. And um, it was loud there at the end when, you know, we started to really catch up and uh, the student section, I don't know if you guys saw that, but they were at the uh, um, end zone behind the basket. And that guy made, uh, let's give a uh, shout out to Kennesaw State. They, that guy made an incredible shot, well defended. He, I mean, he he makes an cr- incredible shot. And then, uh, as, as Coach talked about in the press conference, Ezra Asar makes an unbelievable pass. It was like he didn't get rattled. He makes a great pass to Bobby Pettiford. Pettiford looked, and that's one thing, guys, you guys know, a lot of times guys don't pay attention to the clock, and so they they put a shot up too late, and it goes in, and it doesn't count. Bobby was, he had his eyes. He knew where he was on the court. Yeah, in fact, Dave, to that point, I almost thought he rushed it at first. You know, this was before it went in. I thought, why you you rushed it? We, We could have got off a regular three or got closer, he, he hit it with such good time. I, I didn't even know why they reviewed it um, because initially I thought he rushed it a little bit. And that ball that ball was in the air like halfway there before the buzz, and then the buzzer went. Yep. And so it wasn't even a question of that, but you're right. I mean, many times you do see that where guys, Bubba, where guys will rush a shot or they get kind of rattled because they go, oh, my God, it's too – and Ezra just acted like that it was a regular inbounds pass. That was really – Coach talked about – I didn't think about that because things happen so quick, but that was a great point he made uh, for those two great players. Yeah. There it is on Sports Center. I made it? Yeah, we're like at the beginning of Sports Center. You say it's the lead-in the Sports Center? It's not the lead-in, but it's one of the top stories. Okay. All right. All right, there you go. Hey, they show the top ten uh, later in the show. That is, this is fantastic coverage. They are talking about that at length. Awesome! Wow. Let it. Let That's us know awesome. where it ranks in the top ten when they show the top ten. I'm hey, um, I, I should go. I should get off of here and, and go back and rewind my DVR and record that so we can. Can, can we share ESPN content? No, no, we cannot. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, um, yeah, speaking of the play of Bobby Pettiford, definitely his get, best game as a Pirate, not just because of that shot, but Bobby finished with 18 points, four out of seven from three. And uh, you talk about just staying with things. Um, we trailed, I don't know, probably 35-plus minutes of this game. Um, it, maybe maybe even more than that. I mean, we – we were essentially trailing all night long um, outside of a couple of minutes. Um, yep. Trailed by as many as 14, 14. 32 to 18 in the first half. And that was, uh, I guess, a little over halfway or not quite halfway through the first half. We cut it. Up. We took the lead with uh, just over five minutes to go in the first half. But was it one? Okay, so yeah, it was 32-18 Kennesaw State uh, with 9-11 left in the first half, and um, and then and then yes, uh, the the Pirates um, 
The Pirates tied it with just over four and a half minutes left in the in the half, 39 all on a Brandon Johnson layup. And then um and then we fell 47 to 43 at, at halftime. And then and then in the second half, Kennesaw stretched that lead. Uh, let's see, back out to uh at least nine, if not double figures. Cause I, and then I know we trailed by, I know we trailed seven by seven in the final 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's one thing guys, that was really impressive to see um, is the fact that a lot of times when you get down 14 uh, guys will, I thought one of the things that was impressive about this team is they seem to be, I don't know if you guys thought this, but it seemed like the whole game, we were pretty well poised and we didn't have, a lot of bad possessions. A lot of times with our pirate teams, you'll run down, they'll run down the court and they don't really move the ball around. And, uh, but tonight it's felt like that they were really playing well together. And um, we, we, you had four guys, Bubba, I'm doing, Hey, you're going to be proud of me, Bubba number. You're the numbers guy, not me, but we had four guys in double figures and Brandon Johnson. I just knew we were going to get the fifth one. And Brandon Johnson ended up with nine points. He was really, I don't know if you guys noticed, he was really, he and RJ were really tired tonight. And that was one of the things I was impressed with. Well, he, he also hurt his ankle during the game. Um, so hopefully uh, it's not too bad. He came back out and played more yeah. after, after I the think ankle injury. We were talking about that. It looked like he um, rolled it. It didn't look like that, you know, it was any, but I mean, I'm not a doctor uh, or obviously uh, anyone like an athletic trainer, but it looked like when he came but down. But you are an athletic supporter. I am. That's right. Thank you, sir. I am. <laughs> it it was seventy eight to seventy with three minutes left. Uh, yeah, so they, they didn't. And Kyle, little, you were right. I'm a sorry. Bit of that was blurry, you know, because of the way the game ended. But uh, yeah, it was an eight point deficit with three remaining. So that makes it uh, all the more impressive. I, I just I just kept feeling like we were going to win yeah. that game. I. I I, I kind of felt it. I, I told. I kind of felt it, the guys had a sense of urgency. I just kind of, I just kind of felt like we had to win it, and and lo and behold, we did. I like that too. Um, the fact that the team kind of felt like I did and then got it done is a good sign. I know the defense isn't what we thought it was going to be early. I think they'll get that fixed um, as the season goes. But the fact that those guys had that sense of urgency that they felt like they had to win that game is a good sign. Bubba, can you help me out on um, – I forgot to ask you pre-show, so I apologize. But how about rebounds? Rebounding has been something we didn't do very well on Sunday for sure. It was sure. better than not. Um, yeah, it, well, it's definitely not as bad as it was Sunday. the second half, it was better. Last night it was much better. Uh, as you mentioned, on, on Sunday, I think Northeastern out-rebounding is 35-27. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll go back in a few minutes and, uh, and quickly – Talk about that 82-64 win on, on Monday night against Georgia Southern. <laughs> but tonight, um, the Pirates out-rebounded Kennesaw State 47-37. to Wow. And on the okay. offensive offensive glass, it was 16-13 uh, to in favor of East Carolina. So, Did, what it, what, Can you see the first – did they show the first half versus second half? Like Kyle said, it seemed like the first half we didn't do as well rebounding. Yeah, I'll see if I can get those numbers in in a couple minutes. But uh, taking a look at some of the other numbers, for Kennesaw State, it was them knocking down threes in the first half. Yeah. Was it 10 or 22? That's their game. Yeah. Yeah. They were very good at it. And they shot them even better tonight than they had, according to Coach Schwartz. I'm not sure their percentage from three coming into the game, but um, they had obviously – Scored 96 points uh, in in that victory over Georgia Southern in the first game, and then in last night's buzzer beater um, victory over Northeastern. I think it was 79-77. So, in according to Coach Schwartz and the NCAA uh, statistics, you know they rank number one in terms of pace of play. And, yeah. Uh, so um, they like to get up and down the court. So they finished the night 14 out of 38 from three. Uh, just shy of 37% uh, from the floor. They were 31 out of 69, 44.9%, just eight out of 16 from the free throw line. And uh, four of those eight misses were by Burden. 
the talented guard. Yeah. You know, he did such an excellent job getting to the basket. And East Carolina, meanwhile, uh, as far as team statistics, Pirates were 26 out of 63, 41.3%, just five out of 18 from three-point range and only had one make uh, that was made uh, by Bobby Pettiford. Um, five out of 18, again, to the Pirates. Pettiford was four for seven. And yep. then the thing that really won it uh, for East Carolina, in addition to Pettiford's shot, was the tremendous uh, 28 out of 40 performance at the line. When I say tremendous, I'm talking about shooting 40 free throws. 28 out of 40 is not bad in 70 and it was in the seventies. So the seventy, okay. And, and talking about Bobby Pettiford Jr., uh, you just mentioned him by name. Obviously, made the three, and yeah, I mentioned it earlier. But just think about that, guys. That shot tonight, that one shot, went from it going just being just another loss, a bad, you know, not a bad loss. Kennesaw State was in the tournament last year, but another loss for East Carolina. To suddenly, when is the last time East Carolina basketball or East Carolina anything? Was one of the top stories on Sports Center. It would have to be. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable yeah. For, uh, coverage for us. Yeah, and think about all the people watching. Like you said, it's free publicity. You know, you can't you can't buy that. Exactly. Uh, Jr. has a stat for you guys. For us, the Pirates are number twenty five out of the three hundred and thirty two Division One teams in offensive rebounds. They secure an offensive rebound in thirty eight percent. Of opportunities, and if you know anything about this team, we've improved the loss since that first yes. game. Yes, we have. And Justin says, "What a heck of a throw!" Yeah, you have to have the great pass from Ezra um, to Bobby, and then Bobby had the IQ and the basketball with with the, with where all to know when to release that ball. And like I said. Kyle, we were talking. It's like that. The if you look at that video again of that shot, the ball is mid mid air when the buzzer goes off. Yeah, and like you said, a lot of times I thought he rushed rush it. it. Yeah, that's what I thought he did at first. And obviously, yeah. it's a low probability shot, but that that is one thing. He was able to get close enough to have right. forward where it was a legitimate shot and not, and not a prayer. And, and yeah, and. Not I mean, a that, that thing that thing was like a 10 i mean as far as the, the trajectory of the ball and it looked good and you know it's almost like and justin says the one game i missed i was there oh i knew what i thank you for putting that up justin how many hey kyle how many people now are going to say lie and say they were at that game i am okay <laughs> i thought hey, about that at least you know <clears throat> Obviously, uh, you, you'll take that anytime, but um, nice to have it here early in the season. Um, and there are certainly legitimate reasons why attendance was um, not what it will be later in the season tonight um, with with it being the third consecutive game and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, students being out of town after classes ended today and many had already gone home anyway prior to Tuesday. but. Um, but yes, that experience like that with the, with the students getting run on the court, the, the limited limited number that were still in town or you know from local right. uh, local Eastern North Carolina towns and um, made the made the trip there. Um, it was great to see them have the opportunity to rush the court and then Baba Baba. I don't I, want to obviously, obviously momentum um, it get people wanting to come out to Menjis to to see what this team's all about. Bob, I didn't mean to interrupt you here, but uh, I, I went back and rewound on my DVR. Um, it was the top story on Sports Center. We are the top sport story on Sports Center on ESPN too. Um, uh, the the Maui Classic or whatever's going on over on ESPN. So East Carolina basketball is the top story on Sports Center on ESPN too. That, that is great. Unreal. That's incredible. Yeah, and I um. <clears throat> And one thing I want to mention to you guys, I was thinking about it because I was mad about the crowd not being there. But I personally said another thing is we're not used to as Pirate fans to have an MTE at home and have, you know, the three games and have that at the holiday. You know, if they make that a tradition, then uh, which I hope they do, 
um, then it'll be great for our fans and fans would have an opportunity to go, oh yeah, it's near Thanksgiving. We're going to have the Town Bank Holiday Classic. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it's the first year of it. Um, I, I think. Yeah, you know, right. I, I don't know. I don't know how logistics are. I, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. To me, I don't. I don't know what the best days to do it are. Um, I, I don't know what was behind six o'clock tip-offs. I think seven o'clock tips would help the crowd a little bit. I don't know if that was a you know an ESPN Plus where we had to do it kind of thing. I'm not sure how much flexibility we have. But um, yeah, I hope it becomes a tradition. And you're right, kind of like um with the Clark or the uh, Kiefer Claire tournament, you, you, right. you know, it's happening every year. So you can prepare to be there. And you know, the, uh, another thing is high school basketball. We have a lot of holiday tournaments like in Raleigh and different places. So it'd be cool to have this for East Carolina basketball. And um, by the way, guys, uh, you know, Kennesaw state won on a buzzer beater last night. <laughs> and here we are tonight. We won on a buzzer beater. So I thought that was uh Rather ironic as they they won and and now how we won tonight. Uh, Justin has an interesting question. I didn't know about this, so y'all have to help me on this one. Um, he says, "What do y'all think about the announcement about the boys traveling to Spain and France next year?" I, I know nothing about it. Uh, so, uh, Bubba, do you know about that? I'd heard about it briefly, um, but certainly no details. But that's something that's. Uh, not all that uncommon. Teams do that. Uh, obviously, the oh yeah, the, the experience. I mean, I know Tulane had the opportunity to represent the United States. I believe it was in China. I remember uh, last time we had Corey Glor on, he yeah. talked about that. So, what and, are they doing over the summer? Yeah, you do. Game? You you're allowed to do one, right, Bubba, in a four year span or something like that. They have a rule yeah, on it, like that. I'm, I'm not sure all the ins and outs and rules of it, but um, it'll be it over the summer. Yes. Okay. It'll be a great opportunity for the for the guys to uh, obviously to get to see those countries and um, to bond, develop as a team, and uh, and then uh, you know everything that a trip like that entails. Do yeah. we do we know offhand? That'd be interesting. I know you don't, so I don't know why I'm asking. If you one of you do, but this would be a good thing to research. Is the kind of success rate typically a team has following one of those tournaments? Uh, they typically have uh, good seasons, NCAA tournament seasons, whatever a high bar would be for that particular team, or, or does it seem to make a difference, or maybe it has a negative impact sometimes. And Kennesaw State, guys, is the best team we played. I mean, they were a tournament team last year, and those guys were back. That that team that you saw tonight. Some of them were back. Some of them were South Florida Bulls that we'll be seeing later in the season. Right. They fought, followed their coach there to Tampa, but uh, – but yes, um, you know, per Coach Schwartz in the post game, uh, yeah. some of those guards that we were seeing tonight, at least, if uh, to go back and uh, see exactly how many were part of that team last year that nearly pulled the first round upset. I'm trying to remember who it was they played, but um, yeah, they nearly took someone down, led by 15 or 20 points, and unfortunately uh, lost a close game. Yeah, they um, it. I would think they would have to be the best team we played so far. You look at our yeah. schedule. I mean, unless somebody like Upstate or Northeastern is just better than projected. Um, uh, on, on paper, Kennesaw State's the best team we played so far. Yeah, they're in. According to Coach Schwartz, and this didn't shock me. They're, they're the preseason pick to win their league. Yeah. What? 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 I know they're going to conference USA A-Sun. next year. A Sun. Okay. Yeah. Conference USA next year. Yeah, and they. <clears throat> I really like they have a great coach and they were uh, I tell you what Bubba that uh that display they had that their passing was just it was I, I know I'm a pirate fan but that their passing like had you in awe like if you were a, a basketball fan watching it and I was kind of mad because obviously I'm an East Carolina guy but they were they were really sound on fundamentals like passing to uh to make those uh threes to be open and not you know, contested threes. Yeah, they, um, they, they, I guess they, they, they look good. No question about it. Uh, okay. Bubba's we, uh, Bubba's you and me, Kyle. So, um, I thought overall, by the way, I wanted to let you know, um, that Justin, how about this? Justin says he's going to sign up to cover the sports objective over there. 
I think you need to go over there, Kyle. You could do the running of the bulls. What do you think? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do the running of anything, but, uh, no, um, I, I think uh, that's yeah, the... I'll go, I'll go, look, I, I will go cover East Carolina for the sports objective in Spain. Uh, if you, if you're going to, if you're going to pay for it, if Fran- they were going to be France or Spain, you take your pick, which would you rather? Yeah. You know, I'll have to do my research and see which one I'd rather go. So I will not, I would, I, I would not be able to answer that question. Um, <clears throat> with a, with a educated answer, you could uh, take your, you can take your wife to uh, Paris, to uh, Paris, France, but also Spain is very. Both of them are very beautiful. So <laughs> Spain's got the gondolas, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, They're, both of them have a great. That would that's a hard, that's a hard decision. I'll leave I'll leave that up to you. Um, <laughs> All right, I'll I'll just send you the bill. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Jr. says random stats uh, while we're waiting on Bubba. The Pirates have shot an average of 10.2 more free throws per game than their opponents, 161 to 100. And they're averaging 82 points through their first six games, which is the most. Hey, how about this, Kyle? The 2013-2014 season. So um, there you go. That was, if we, we stay on par with that, that's a, it wasn't the, um, it was after the CIT win, um, championship win, but we went to the CIT again um in 2014 so i know we'd be going to like cbi or maybe nit if we can keep <clears throat> if we can keep this up 82 well, defense has got to get better uh, oh of course think it would you know what's uh, funny is i thought the <laughs> it's the reverse i thought the defense would be very good and we couldn't score yeah you, well you have two of the best defensive coaches in the game yeah on your staff and and yeah they, they're gonna our defense is, i can't imagine it not getting better so. no it'll it'll do that Hey, uh, Justin Butts, he says he'll take the podcast to Spain and France. And you, Hey, Justin, you can go on our European tour and you can get more listeners. Justin, if you're going to drive your hauler over there. <laughs> the Queen. <laughs> yeah, he's going to take the equipment over there and um, via plane, I guess, charter, right? Okay. Hey, Justin, if drive you do that, to France. Yeah, Justin, if you do that, um, we'll come through for you and uh, I promise you we'll get you a a credential well that too but we'll we'll also get you a a polo shirt for the for the, sport, <laughs> for the sports objective and justin, will know, justin will know where where that reference is coming yeah from. kyle we can get him a couple shirts uh we can we can get them made at your at your shop right sure all right sounds good well obviously we're gonna pay for it we'll, um, we'll get you an established 1932 hat we need to get some oh yeah we need to get yeah, some established nineteen gear for uh, for basketball. I forgot yeah. to tell you guys this is on air, but I forgot to tell you guys maybe a month ago or more. I had this dream that <laughs> that the nineteen thirty two that uh, brand that we have like just really blew up, and we were just like in shock. Like sales were going, and um, Bubba's freaking out because he's going, guys, uh, we don't have. We need to. What what can we do? Because we've got this. Uh, we don't have the inventory, <laughs> and that's all I remember from the dream. But and then, of course, I woke up. I was really disappointed because I thought we had sold a whole bunch of stuff. But, um, yeah, maybe one of these days, 1932, I, I really – it seems it's so just gonna, It's just going to take on a life of its own. It's going to – it's not even going to be associated with ECU anymore. It's going to be its own brand. It's going to be like uh, – it's going to be like, you know, um, Salt Life or um, – Okay, yeah. Southern, Southern Your Mama or whatever. <laughs> Southern We're Woman. It's all the Southern T-shirt brands that the girls <laughs> yeah. wear. yeah. Southern girls, Southern comfort, <laughs> cotton, Southern, my lily white Southern ass. I don't. <laughs> Kyle's on a roll tonight, Bubba. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, yeah that's y'all what know happened. what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Southern, yeah. They have the the boutique. There's about 24, yeah, the different companies. Yeah. Simply Southern. That's Simply one Southern, of them. Dude. Yeah, that's one of them. But there's that's... about 24 other ones. Bubba, do you have any Simply Southern T-shirts? I do not. Okay, I didn't think you did. Um, I would, that would be like if Bubba loses a bet, he has to wear a Simply Southern T-shirt. That's not going to happen, right? A pink one. Oh my God! And I wouldn't make him do that. But Dave, um, um, going back to to your point um, that you were making just a few minutes ago, as far as the Pirates and, and the scoring tonight. Yep. And we, we did have four guys, as you mentioned, in double figures. I talked about Bobby Pettiford having having eighteen points. Um, Bobby also had three assists. 
six out of 10 from the floor, four out of seven from three in 33 minutes. Um, showed that explosion that we had seen in previous games, getting to the basket, um, but then shown what he had not to, to this point, um, knocking down the three-point shot. So hopefully that will continue uh, because it had been a little frustrating in previous games when they would play off of him and he wouldn't shoot it. But uh, that should definitely give him some confidence tonight because he'd already knocked down three prior to the game winner um, from 55 feet. And and so um, the other three Pirates that were in double figures leading the way, R.J. Felton. R.J. came into the game uh, leading ECU with nearly 21 points a game. Uh, so R.J., not his best shooting night, but um, did make nine free throws. I was uh, going to talk about that. Yep. And then finished with 19 points and 10 rebounds. And then you also had um, – Ezra Asar, 14 points, nine rebounds. Jaden Walker, an excellent game for Jaden. He also had a double-double, 13 points and 11 rebounds. So you had you had two guys with double-doubles uh, with Jaden Walker and then, and then um, RJ. But then you had Ezra that was a rebound shy of a double-double with 14 and nine. And then uh, – you also had Brandon Johnson nine points and seven. He was so close. So yeah. you so you were a rebound shy of having three guys with double doubles, and then not all that far away from from a, a fourth double double. Yeah, they. <clears throat> what that says, uh, Kyle, is that what's great about this team is they're very unselfish. And <clears throat> DeBouge last night, seven three pointers. He had like twenty seven, twenty eight points last night. And um, when you have a tournament, the reason why I brought that up, when you have a tournament, in the past, we it seems like we would have one or two good guys, players. But this team, not only the talent-wise, but this team is really, really um, has a chance to be special. And I don't mean like I'm not like going nuts or crazy like NCAA team, but they have uh, the potential uh, to do something special this year. When I say special – um, more than just winning a tournament game in the AAC. Yeah, we we, we could be a twenty plus win team, and and you know whether we choose to accept the CBI invite or not would would be up to Gilbert. Um, I would, we, you know, if you if you finish, look, like if you finish fifth in the American, like we're projected, if we don't, we, you know, we can't we can't keep having bad losses non conference, right? Um, but it, you know, if you finish fifth in the American, uh, Florida Atlantic and Memphis and all are as good as advertised. Um, you you have a good chance of making the NIT. So. Yeah, because you have two or three. You're going to have two or three. This is probably I. I'm going to go on a limb, Bubba. Help me if I reel me in if I'm wrong. I'm going to say this is a three bid league this year. It could be. It's definitely a two bid league. Yeah, uh, it could be a three bid. It's right. It's right there on the bubble. We'll see. But you're right, Kyle. The uh, with the that would be in the second year of. Schwartz, that would be great, and he's such a great guy, great coach. Um, the, I well, mean, if you look, if you look last year at Conference USA, they got one in the NCAA tournament, one or two in the NCAA tournament, and then two in the in the NIT, uh, UAB, Charlotte, and North and North, no, UAB and North Texas. In the I'm NIT. sorry, and then Charlotte was in the they CBI. won the CIT, CIT. Yeah, yeah. so um, I'm just talking about as far as NIT goes. So you, okay. you think about it, yeah. The fifth place team of the American, you know, if we finish where we're projected, we're, we're going. We should be in that NIT discussion, but that's a long way from now. Yeah, I'm not I'll trying to a long way from now. <clears throat> I'm not trying to make uh, early predictions or anything. I'm just saying, based on Johnny's stats and based on the coaching we have, the players they're working their tails off before practice, after practice, um, and so uh, it's going to be exciting. In fact. You're right. You make a great point, Kyle, with a non-conference. But another thing, not only that, we have a chance to get some good non-conference wins. And right, you know, this is I made the point earlier. I don't know if it was on the air, or off the air. Uh, you know that losing to Northeastern, South Carolina Upstate on paper right now are bad losses. I don't know how many people South Carolina. Up. I'm sorry, with South Carolina Upstate is not a bad loss. They're they're actually they've held. There's a lot of games that they've taken teams down to the wire. Well, um, 
either way. Right. If, if, you, go be, if you can upset George Mason this Saturday, I, I don't think a lot of people had that as penciled in as a win as our very first road game. So if, if you can figure out a way to win to, to, to beat them up there, um, then to me, you kind of get the Northeastern or the upstate game back. Um, if, if that makes any sense. I had another question I want to ask you guys. I double checked to make sure. Um, this is a TV question, so either one of you can answer both. Why in the world do we have the basketball game and the football game starting at the same time? Well, we don't dictate when the basketball game starts. I mean, that's, that's just that's it, George Mason. So it it's two o'clock and two o'clock. Right, but we have nothing yeah, to do with the, I time know, of the I basketball know. game. Um, and uh, as far as the football game. I don't know, you know, again, it's ESPN Plus. You're not just given a wide open. They want a certain amount of games on at certain times. So I, right. I don't know what the window opportunities were for us. Um, I would have chose a different time. Um, 3.30? Yeah, well, it, 12 it, it, whatever was available besides 2 o'clock. So it didn't – well, if you, if you do it at 12 o'clock, you know, at football, the football game is still going to be going at 2. But yeah. I um I, I don't know what was available, um, so I, I don't know. That's I, a question I, I've I, been I, wanting to ask some. Well, that's a good question time. for Gilbert. Uh, you know that that if we could have put the football game at you know at three thirty or um or or four o'clock or five o'clock or six, you know it's going to be cold. You, you say you don't want to get too late, but uh, I it, it it is a good question. Obviously, we can't control what time George Mason has the game scheduled, but. Did we have any leeway with ESPN Plus for the Tulsa game? I have no idea. We might not. Have, we, we might have had zero. Yeah, just a sad yeah. thing because we got both. I love both teams. Obviously, being East Carolina in their own. Uh, I'm going to be at the football game on Saturday, um, so it's going to be kind of well, well. We'll keep up with it via phone. I guess that's what I'm going yeah, to have to I'll do. I'll certainly so. have my uh, certainly make sure my phone's on the charger on on the way to Greenville. So. That way, uh, you know, at the football game. Well, what would be nice is we'll if be, we'll be able to watch wins. What would be nice is, is if it's halftime, um, the Mason game is coming to an end and, and put, it, they on the can put it on the Jumbotron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was getting ready to ask you guys about you read my mind, Kyle. If they could do, you know, how they do the live look ins. Is the ATN with ESPN Plus? I. I don't know. It it is um okay. It is an ESPN Plus game. So yeah, we should be able to do that. All right, and uh he, here's an uh, interesting point from Robert Paul. He says we would have beaten Northeastern if Brandon Johnson played, and he's right. Northeastern's yeah. good, but um missing Brandon Johnson for two games, those were two two games, two losses. So he's a and he if you watch him on the court, he's kind of like having another coach on the court. He is a big time leader, and he and um, Bubba, you remember when he was a freshman? He's matured so much. I know he's upperclassman, a junior now, but he is really pointing to the guys like where they're. It's almost like you see a defense or offense in football, and you know guys kind of pointing out where the other guy's supposed to you know line up. He's doing the same thing as far as defense. You see him before the ball is inbounded, in, um, inbounded, and he. He's pointing to the guys like, I need you over here. I need you over here. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, oh. he's, he's definitely a team leader. And uh, you know, speaking of defense, this is something that jumped off the stat sheet tonight. Uh, we don't block a ton of shots, but tonight we blocked eight. Um, you had Ezra. With, <clears throat> Ezra had three. Um, Brandon Johnson that you just referenced and um, what he means to the Pirate defense and just communication and otherwise. Uh, B.J. had two. Um, Quentin DeBunge had one. R.J. had one. Uh, Jaden Walker had one. And um, I guess it was last night. It seemed like it was tonight's game, but I guess it was um, last night. I remember Sear Malanga, uh, he had a block oh, shot uh, with the left hand. Um <clears throat> And hopefully that's something that uh, as the season wears on, you know, we'll see him continue to play better and better. Um, and that that has been the case in these last two or three games. He seems um, a little little more confident, obviously, uh, like you would expect, the more minutes he, that he gets. Uh, you also, in addition, we talked about some of the leading scores. 
Um, wanted to go back to last night's game to talk about Quentin DeBunge's performance. Tonight he just had four. Last night he had 27. So you, you think about it. Um, I talk about tonight how we had four guys in double figures. Mm-hmm. But you, you've had, you have RJ that's averaging about 21 a game, something like that. Uh, then, then you RJ's had two games where he's 30 plus. You had Brandon Johnson score 29 in a game. You've yeah. had um, Quentin DeBunge, like I mentioned, had 27 last night, and you had Ezra with a 24 point game. That's pretty impressive. To this early in the season, have, have already had four guys that have had 24 points or more in a game. Do you guys think we worked so much on our offense on the offseason because our defense was so good last year and our weak point was scored that maybe we worked so much on our offense that we didn't concentrate as much on defense? And uh, that's why we look a little different on the court. It could be because usually it's the other way around. The defense usually in basketball, your defense uh, a lot of times will be uh, ahead of the offense. But I say no shot because of Mike Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't think so, but no, no. no I think I think the I think the difference, Kyle. What you're talking about though is you do be, bring a great point. These guys have been working hours and hours and hours in the gym, just shooting more. And I think that they had the. Um, I think the defense is um, going to improve, and obviously with uh, Schwartz being like a defense guru. It's kind of like uh, having Houston being a defensive coach. Schwartz is a defensive coach, and so it's it's great to see because the defense is is uh, something that it can be fixed and something that um, we'll definitely need to have as we move forward. And especially a great opponent uh, like George Mason on Saturday. Uh, by the way, speaking of George Mason, Jr. He's going to be representing Pirate Nation at George Mason this Saturday. Is uh, Jr.'s got a home in every state, I think, right, Bubba? <laughs> yeah, it what, seems, what? That, seems that way at times. Um, but a, a little bit about the Patriots. Uh, George Mason is off to a four and one start. Uh, they let's see. They they opened the season with a seventy two sixty one win over Monmouth, then uh, sixty seven forty five winners over Austin P. Uh, uh, defeated Cornell ninety to eighty three, then a five point loss to Charlotte, and um, most recently... Where was that at? The game was against Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, I believe it was, it was in a tournament. Uh, okay. I'll see if I can... Was that the one that that we played in last year or year before with Liberty? I'm not that sure. Charlotte tournament. You know the one that we had at... Um, I, mean, I know the tournament you're talking about. I'm not... But I'm not... I don't know if this was... Okay. It was... Let's see... Is it the Jacksonville Classic? All right, so it's not the same thing. Okay, tournament, but not the same thing. Yeah, 54 49 loss to the 49ers. That was their only loss. And then they bounced back with the, you know, South Dakota State has been pretty good in recent years. Um, and they defeated the Jackrabbits 73 71. Okay. So. Should, be a, should be a tough game. <clears throat> no doubt. It's, and it's on the road. Um, so that's good. And then it, it, it is, it is very tough to win on the road. How does, yeah. how does I say it, Bob? It's so tough to win on the road. So tough to win on the road. <laughs> uh, well, but they're, they are led by Keyshawn Hall. Keyshawn Hall is averaging a double, double through five games, 17.8 points and 11, 11 rebounds. So, um, look out for the six, seven guard out of Cleveland, Ohio, uh, sophomore Keyshawn Hall. Yeah, they're they're that good. Yeah, hey, he, by the way, Keyshawn Hall is that good. Is that good? <laughs> by the way, the next yeah. home game will be uh, uh, one of Kyle's favorite teams, and that's UNCW Dub, and that'll be next Thursday night. Okay, yeah, thirty. My favorite team. Absolutely. <laughs> I say that sarcastically Speaking because we all know that Wilmington. Um, does, any, does, that, do, or does any does any East Carolina fan like UNC Wilmington? Negative. The the Seahawks. Um, they had an interesting result today. Um, this is a score that totally oh yeah surprised me. And um, they led the game by one at halftime. They were taking on App State, and um, I believe this was in the tournament that you were referencing, Dave. Um, the, the it's the Fort Myers tip off. Okay, uh, but um, 
the Mountaineers, after trailing the Seahawks 34-33 at halftime, outscored UNC Wilmington 53-22 to in the second half God. To, to, go, to go on to the 86-56 victory. You know, the Wilmington, usually if you think about basketball, UNC well, that, that was in the tournament year before last. Is that coach still there? Yes. Yeah, they're. I mean, I'm not saying the app is a joke in basketball. I'm just saying Wilmington has much more of a tradition than App State. But yeah, yeah. traditionally, yes. This, yes it, was a, it was one of those things that wouldn't, if you'd have said App State won, it would not have shocked me. But to see. Not like that is what we're no, saying. Because, I mean, I mean, they were losing the game at halftime and then it just shot lights out in the second half for the game. They shot 53 50, points in the second half. Yeah, 53 to 22. App State in the second half. They um, shot 60.3% for the game, 35 out of 58. Good God. And then they absolutely hammered. How many the, threes? They, uh, not an outright, I mean, eight out of 22. So, I mean, they shot, oh, that's it, not, shot, it, shot wow. it okay, but nothing crazy. Oh, so I thought they would. You would have thought uh, they yeah. hit 18. <laughs> Yeah, that's what but, um, I thought they were just on fire from threes because to make that many points, 50 was it 53 points in yeah. the second half? That's nuts. Wow, so they, they they hammered the Seahawks on the glass 43 to 28. There so you that, go. So, so that's, that, something that's the to difference. Keep an eye on uh, when the Seahawks come to Minji's, you know, nine days from now. Yep, the very end of November, paint it purple, and we'll have um. University of Maryland Eastern Shore, December fourth and December 9th is the one. Hey Kyle, you guys are kind of yeah. coming with me December ninth, South, South Carolina, baby. You and Jessica, and you're gonna love Bubba. Tell him about the new seats. Yeah, it's much more uh, much more comfortable than the ones in the upper arena. So, um, yeah, Kyle, you definitely need to uh, take Dave up on the. Office. Do you have an end seat? I do. I'll let you have the NC. I'm that much of a friend. Yeah, it, I like the NC, but if there are armrests on the seats, yes, and you can pull it up or down. You, you can put them up. You can put them up. Yep. And there's the NC. Okay, I might go. I might go. I might. And the by the way, Bubba and I have been bragging. The lighting is ten times, not even ten. What would you say? A hundred times better, Bubba. The yeah, lighting now is unbelievable. Now, yeah, just the atmosphere. Um, Bigger time feel. Um, and you, you have, I mean, obviously, we've only played five games since, and sure, they experimented with the lighting prior to us playing a game. But, um, you know, as, as the folks at East Carolina said, um, they're still working through a lot of things there, you know, discovering exactly all the ways they can use those to enhance the atmosphere. So I love that somebody had the wear not wear wear a ball to hit them after we hit that shot and and and, and turn the lights out in the place. That was pretty cool. Hey, right. uh, by the way, Kyle, we need to you you and I have been talking and, and Bubba, the three of us, maybe Matt too. We need to have that lighting, the LED lighting, and Dowdy Ficklin. Yeah, we quarter. we definitely we definitely do. I, I mean, I, we get. I mean, we got how much does that things. cost? I don't know. We got more important things to worry about. At some point, the lights will have to be upgraded. It's it's an inevitability. And the um, scoreboard, and when, and when you do it, that, that's when you'll do it. Yeah, that's um exactly. It's definitely down the totem pole <laughs> on Guys. our list on our list of priorities. But when the lights do have to be upgraded, then uh, we'll we'll move to that. But, Justin uh, Justin has ahead. a question. He's saying, "How do you th- guys think this international road trip will help in development or recruiting?" Yeah, I was asking that earlier, Justin. That you know, I'd love to see the success rate um, for uh, for those kinds of things. Um, in recruiting, um, if we have if we have much interest in international talents, it's fantastic because then you can go actually look at them in person um, right. instead of just seeing game film and whatever. <clears throat> or you may get on the kids' radar that you wouldn't otherwise that are being recruited by some bigger schools. So I think for recruiting purposes, it has to be. I, you know, I could be wrong on that, but it's just my opinion. I would think it would have to be fantastic. Yeah, and Coach Schwartz, keep in mind, guys, Coach Schwartz is an expert on international recruiting. Um, you look at Debouge, there's different players that uh, have come over from – he's from France. and um, Yeah, you have 
obviously we have multiple guys yep. from France. Uh, you have Logan. They come Bourgeois. from France. You have yeah, you have Logan Bourgeois, uh, Quentin de Bourget, uh then, and then you also have um, you know from Spain. You have Spain Val, Spain. Valentino Pinedo from Pinedo. Uh, from yeah. from Madrid. Yeah, that's where Kyle's going next year to watch. Uh, he's going to have a credential. And then and then you have Benjamin Benjamin Bayela from from France as well. I so. forgot about yeah, about him being. No, so let me ask you: Did these games get covered? Will we have something to watch during the summer? Um, if we if we <laughs> if they'll let us uh, do it, they'll let us do the games. No, um, no, I mean, are they? I know, like exhibition games, you can't can't be televised stuff, but can can you know does the NCAA allow this to be aired on ESPN Plus or the radio network? Is what I'm asking. I am not. Or are they available somewhere online somewhere else? I that would be cool if they did. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think ESPN has done like some of the bigger schools, right? Here's some of Valentino's uh, family, or you know, some of the other guys' families, and we can get a production going. Uh, they, like we, John they, Packer. they can be uh, John Packer. <laughs> I knew you were going there, Bubba. <laughs> it would just be cool if it's allowed. It would. It would. You know, during I think the summer, it is. you you uh, you know you you kind of you need some sports there after baseball, and it would kind of fill a little void. Yeah, Bubba, yeah, that's seven hundred uh, live viewers uh, for for ECU UCLA on Facebook. That was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Bubba, you remember? There's been some um, big more. They do more. I think it's legal, uh, Kyle, to answer your question because I've seen some of the bigger programs like Kentucky and Duke and North Carolina. He says he's going to try to go, Justin. That would be awesome. He Take says the transporter. He needs to set up a yeah. You can set yeah, up a fee. Set up a fee. Absolutely, and uh, we'll put it on the Jar fall guy. Yeah, and then Justin will be doing live reports from Spain and France. So we'll make him stay up in three or four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All right, it's three or four o'clock in the morning, fellas. Uh, it is eleven forty-five Eastern Standard Time. And I got to get before good morning, so I am checking out. Um, great win tonight. Uh, again, if you if you did not watch uh, the beginning of the Sports Center on ESPN two tonight, we were the top story on Sports Center um, at the ten thirty broadcast. So uh, pretty cool stuff. I don't know. Maybe the only time in history East Carolina's been the top story on uh, Sports Center, and but, it's a uh, good story basketball. too. Um, so. All right, guys. Uh, Everybody, thanks uh, for listening. The show will continue with Dave and Bubba. So long, guys. Good night. Over and out. (laughs) Uh, All right. Bubba, um, certainly we were talking about this uh, team being four and two and uh, some matchups coming up. Of course, the next game is on Saturday at two o'clock. We'll have that game, obviously, uh, coinciding with uh, that'll be George Mason and Fairfax near our good buddy JR's house in the nation's capital, right near it, um, Northern Virginia. That'll be on ESPN Plus along with our game against Tulsa and football. So it's that time of year. Just disappointed there at the same time, but uh, we'll do that. And uh, Justin says he'll do a nice, that'll be an OT brother. Uh, that's the name of our show. He said that he'll do a nice playback. Um, <laughs> but we'll have a, uh, we have uh, we'll have an overtime. Is that hey Bubba? Will that be the European Pirate Basketball overtime? Can we sure. call it that? All right. See, there you go, Justin. You got your own show coming in uh, the summer of 2024, and uh, nobody knew about it, but but we we did. So uh, cool stuff there. Do you have anything, Bubba? I know that we're like you said, we're 11:45. You and I both have to get up early, but uh, well, there's some other stats you wanted to talk about before Pick we go. Yourself, uh... Okay. You know, we got we got out of school today, and uh, I'm sure Justin can relate. To, uh, Justin, I'm sure had a perhaps had a half day today, as did I. And oh, so, okay. Should we choose, we can sleep in a little tomorrow. He and, says yes, yes, and he says yes, yes. I well, I had a uh, I had an easy day today too because I got to give a shout out really quick, Bubba, one of our fans. He's a um, he is a pirate. Um, his name is Jason Williams. One of my, we met at ECU in March of 1993. He's in uh, from the Washington area, 
and he was sworn in today as a district judge for the Maya District, Martin, Beaufort, Washington, Terrell, and Hyde counties. It's a five-county uh, district, and I wanted to uh, give him a shout-out because he's a pirate, and um, that uh, swearing-in ceremony, those judges, it doesn't happen like every day or, you know, they, they haven't had that many that have uh, been sworn in over the years, over the last 50 years. I think there's been nine judges, not many nine judges or something like that in our district. So uh, shout out to him. He's a great pirate, really proud to be a pirate. Uh, it was a great day to be a pirate, to have him being sworn in today as an ECU grad. And then we had the big win tonight. He's the one that talked me out of, I've never told you this, Bubba. He's the one that talked me out of law school. I was going to go to law school after ECU and he's a year older. So he talked me out of it, but uh, congratulations to him and congratulations to the pirate. And I'll, pass it back to you before I forgot I wanted to make sure I gave him a shout out yeah no doubt and um, you know look looking at uh, some of our season numbers now through six games and we have four guys averaging in double figures RJ Felton as I mentioned on just over 20 points a game RJ is essentially averaging 20 and eight Um, Brandon Johnson 15 and eight you have Ezra at 14 and a half and Five and a half, and then Quentin DeBunge, uh 11.2 and 3.7. And then you have Jaden Walker, uh, Jaden's eight and a half and four and a half, uh, and Bobby Pettiford's 8.3. So you have six guys that are averaging 8.3 wow. um, points or more. Uh, so hopefully that that uh, balanced scoring will continue as the season progresses. Um, Pirates averaging 82 points a game mm-hmm. and uh, shooting – You'd like to see this number improve. I think it it is an improvement from last year, um, but minimally thus far, um, 33.6% from three. But how about R.J. Felton? R.J. Felton has significantly improved his three-point shooting. He is at 40% through six games, 12 out of 30. So so hopefully R.J. will continue to light it up. Uh, Quentin Abunje, we saw what he's capable of last night, seven out of 10. But – in the other five games, he is just he's just three out of twenty-four. So um just need to see more consistency from, from Quentin. Mm-hmm. And um and then uh, I talked about Bobby Pettiford tonight uh, knocking down the first four three pointers of his East Carolina career. And then uh and Pirates from the line. We shot sixty one more free throws than our Opponents thus far uh, shooting 161 compared to 100 for the opposition. Um, we are 70.2%, not bad. Um, you look at Ezra, Ezra's 28 out of 49. So he's shooting, you know, between 30 and 35% of our free throws, and it's just 57.1%. So you, you take out, you take out uh, those. And and what uh, we've made eighty five of one twelve, which is you know probably seventy seven or seventy eight percent, if I had to guess. So all in all, not bad. Uh, you'd like to see Ezra get that. You know, he's not going to shoot him uh, the way Brandon Johnson or right. uh, or RJ do uh, for sure, but. Uh, if he can get that up to about 65, between 65 and 70%, uh, that would be a solid number. No doubt. By the way, uh, <clears throat> we'll give some comments really quick. Justin Butt says, we got a heck of a ball club. He says, I think this team will be special. Chuck chimes in, says, need better defense, better free throw percentage. Um, and he's saying free throw percentage, got a uh, free throw shooting, got to improve. But we've been shooting better than that, haven't we? Um, over well tonight, I know we were about on seventy percent, right, Bubba? Well, that those numbers that I just went over, I mean, you were we're seventy point two percent for the season. Yeah, so, so we're so all on the whole, you know, outside of Ezra, um, which is a big thing because Ezra is shot forty nine out of one hundred and sixty one. I mean, I mean, he and, goes the line and, a lot, and you certainly want to see that continue as the season progresses. So, I mean, you know, that comes out to be he shot just over 30% of our free throws. So that that's a 
obviously an even bigger deal of him shooting just 57.1. So, you know, that brings the team average from from uh, 77 or 78 down to, to 70. And 70 is not a bad not a bad percentage, not a great percentage, but it's like a par, right? 70 yeah, is kind of what you want. But... I had to guess uh, you know, before we wrap this show up here in a couple minutes, you know, I'll, I'll see where that ranks in the NCAA. Um, my guess is probably middle, maybe 150th or something, probably middle of the pack out of out of the uh, 332 or so teams. Yeah, Justin says, as the year goes on, we, we will be okay. And uh, I love how Chuck says we're eight deep. Yeah, we're playing a lot of players right now. Really proud of this. And Jay Cutler says, I'm really liking this team. Free throw shooting is something that could be cost us if we don't improve. But like we said, um, we're at 70%, Jay, and um, not not happy with that. But uh, knowing this team in the past is a lot better than what we used to see. Not that it's great, but it's an improvement from years past. Yes, we're – and I said 332 or whatever, 351. Uh, I thought that number was low. But um, it's – we're just like we thought, middle of the pack. We're, we're 180 out of 351. Chuck says uh, we need to beat UNCW. They and like we just talked about. They lost to App by thirty today. Um, no doubt about that. But um, yeah, don't let that one game fool you uh, because things like that can happen. In yes, perfect. They may have form. been out of a- App State. I think does have a what will prove to be a pretty good team, but. Um, I just I mean, I think don't was, take the Seahawks. I, I, I think if they I think if they played again, it it would not shock me at all to see UNC Wilmington beat them. Um, but uh, the war yeah. on the shore is coming back, yeah, Bubba. Thursday, November thirtieth. UNC Wilmington, UNC Wilmington will be a strong test nine days from now, next Thursday night. That's a great uh, ball club over the years, and uh, I take nothing for granted when it comes to the Seahawks, uh, for sure. In fact, Justin says, one game at a time. Coach Butts says, one game at a time. So we'll go there for you. Um, and and says, where are we on Kim Palm? I have yeah. to look. Uh, I want to say, night, if just going off um, what I saw, a typically reliable poster put on Hoist the Colors, Jay. Uh, it was, I want to say, maybe 175, 180, something like that. But, but I'll see uh, if we can get that number before we get out of here. And, All right. and then fact, Grimesland Bigfoot says this team's only going to get better as the season goes on. Yep. No doubt. Um, you, you know, we've seen if we can continue to get the balance scoring that we've gotten thus far and, you know, have a few guys outside of those big three. And you, you see Bobby Pedford stepping up, uh, Jaden Walker, Quentin DeBunjay. Uh, we know what you're going to get for the most part out of uh, Brandon Johnson and RJ. They're probably our two most consistent guys. Uh, Ezra um, has been more consistent this year. One of the big things I would like to see Ezra improve on is, um, is some of the Kind of oh. highlight real plays that he tries to make at times, just make the routine play. We we talked about that. Um, I guess it was Sunday afternoon. You remember there was at least once, if not twice, he tried to make a behind the back pass, and it was like all he had to do. It wasn't a situation, you know, where that was necessary. You know, just just make the just make the two hand chest pass and. And um, make the routine plays. If you're just uh, joining us or if you're listening uh, to the podcast driving right now or whatever you're doing, uh, JR says that we're 192 currently on Ken Palm. So there you go. Justin said, let's enjoy the victory, guys. And we definitely are. Right. In fact, um, after, I don't know about you guys watching a game, it takes me a couple hours to wind down. So I'm finally getting to the point where I can go to bed and go to sleep. Um, for sure. And yeah. you have the, I know uh, Bubba, I'll pass it to you. I know you have the video ready to go. Yeah. For those of you, um, obviously, you saw the ESPN Plus angle. Um, but you know, thank you to uh, Jared Plummer, as always, um, at ECU Jungle on X. 
Thank Very you, Jared. Him giving us uh, the permission to use his videos on our YouTube channel and then also on our live podcast like this. And uh, here's the way it looked uh, from the purple seats. Um, they're either just in the upper part of the lower arena or in the uh, upper arena from uh, Jared Plummer's cell phone there as the Pirates hit the shot to beat Kennesaw State. <laughs> This is Isolina Great Gabe Nicholas, and we are talking para basketball on the Sports Objective, your home for the best ECU hoops coverage. Hey, this is East Carolina Shot Block King Musa Badian, and we're talking para basketball on the Sports Objective, your home for the best ECU hoops coverage. <laughs> 